0: Play per view. Watch Speedway live or on demand. And SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in Motion. Bring you Speedway Nation with Jared Ash and Ryan Harris. Right across the SEN Network.
2: Welcome back in to Speedway Nation live around the SEN Network. Brought to you by the wonderful team at SRV Road Freight Services. Excellence in Motion. We're mid-February. It's exciting. We've got Mr. Sprint Car this weekend, the Barbagallo Australian Sprint Car Nationals over at the Perth Motorplex. That kicks off five massive nights of sprint car racing over in the West. That's exciting. It's been a big, big January. Everyone's just starting to ramp back up and get excited <laughs> about sprint car racing again. It has a little hangover from January where they're, whew, we just need a break. But uh, ramping back up into that, it's yeah. been a wonderful time for sedan racing as well. We'll touch on that a little bit later in this first segment. But um, first and foremost... Festival of Sprint Cars. Great idea by uh, everyone over in the uh, the western side of the world, the Perth Motorplex. This Friday and Saturday night will host the Barbagallo Mr. Sprint Car Nationals. $30,000 to win on Saturday night. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Midweek mayhem on, uh, on on the Wednesday. And then Friday and Saturday, the Cricky Boys shootout. Back to a two-night format, which is exciting. Five nights of racing over nine days. It's not a bad time to be a Sprint Car fan of the West, Ryan.
0: Well, G. Migro continues to tick a lot of boxes and he's doing a phenomenal job in Western Australia or the whole group. And I know Migro gets embarrassed when we always talk about what he's doing, but he is leading the charge over there with a great consortium and they're doing a great job. To sort of pick up, it was what traditionally was the end of World Series sprint cars, in inverted commas, um, you know, we always finished in the West or well, we had been for a while, and then that didn't happen, so he's created this, and it's really, really cool. I'm I'm excited about it. He's been able to secure the Aussie champ, um, Lockie McHugh to go over, Jamie Veal's going over, Jock Goodge is going over. Yeah,
2: one, two, three, not bad from the title, to just head over and join that Western Australian field, Ryan.
0: Very cool indeed, and it's just a, you know, look how strong it is over there at the minute. Um, You know, the fields are strong, the competitors are, you know, they're good, like, there used to be a fair gap, well, to be fair. There was, but there's is, not much of a gap anymore.
2: This is that little tiptoe point where you go, well, we don't want to offend anyone, but let's be fair. Ten years ago, there was a wide gap between the standard of racing over in the West and the standard of racing over here. I think that's disappeared now. You look yeah, at it James Inglis rolling right around the pointy end of the Australian Sprint car title, Callum Williamson. Didn't qualify outside the top two. In yeah. his group, wherever he was when he came over here east, didn't qualify anywhere outside the top two. Not bad for someone that hasn't been to the east coast for a, a long while, three or four years or something like that. He's rolling around good. We've seen what Dane King shot's done over there, and he's right at the pointy and unfortunately hasn't had the chance to test himself over here on the east coast. But he's mixing it with those guys as well. I don't think that gap's there anymore. I think, no. to be honest, we know last year's Australian sprint car title, Lockie and Jock rolled over and ran one, two in, in the feature race, the Australian sprint car championship over at the Perth motorplex, but they weren't streets ahead of any, anyone. And Jamie Veal, every time he's gone over there, he's been really good, been right at the pointy end, but that's the case everywhere in the country. He's yeah. not, he's not half a lap ahead of everyone. I reckon the WA contingent, it will be hard for an East Coaster to win, win sort of all, all five nights over there. I reckon the WA contingent yeah. will be pretty strong.
0: Yeah, it will be. And not, uh, I'm sure the place will have people hanging out of the place, like they have done all year. It's gonna be phenomenal. The racetrack will be exceptional and the racing will be brilliant. So saddle up. It's gonna be cool. The Cricket Boys is just a cool race. Like I still go back to, you know, what, ten years ago when it was at Bunbury and it was like, you know, you know, Dean and Wade and everyone were doing their cool thing. They had big massive speakers on the infield and it was a party. Remember they used to have the expression session? <laughs> and uh, they bring the song out and they do the donut comps and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So the Crickey Boys Shootout to me is still that. That's how when I, when someone says Crickey Boys Shootout, that's how I picture it. And you know the last couple of years, or come back at the, the Motorplex last year, and it was awesome race. And I'm sure that will be exactly the same this year, and it'll be a party, and everyone will probably have a beer afterwards, and you know get excited about the rest of the year to come after that. I'm tipping so. Question without
2: notice does the Crickey Boys race still hold that same prestige now that it's the motorplex? Uh,
0: I think it does. Um, just because of it's the contribution that the family's made and continue to make, um, with the Crickey motorsports team. It's just a name synonymous with sprint car racing in, in the country. It was very special at Bunbury. There was no question. And then there was a bit of that weird feeling when it sort of went to the motorplex, but the motorplex had done such a good job and, um, it's probably one of the races that still makes sense to be Correct. on the calendar. Um, without going off topic too much, I think Memorial races need a time frame, Yep. um, because they really lose relevance, but the Cricky boys doesn't because other, of the family's involvement in the sport. still, I think so. Um, but generally I believe, um, a Memorial race should be five or 10 years max. Um, and then it just needs to do its things and, and disappear. Um without, you know, things going on forever for for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, but the Cricket Boys race still up there. So just confirming for everyone that wants to
2: maybe not get on the plane to go across, if you want to watch live, wonderful to have 7 Plus covering the Saturday night portion of both events now um, and also the Wednesday, the Midweek Mayhem event. That's exciting. So both Saturdays and the Wednesdays on 7 Plus for their Night Thunder coverage. Um, Clay Per View covering the Friday nights of those events. So it will be a pay-per-view event for those. and. Basically, that's, that's the option to, hey, Seven could not didn't have the budget to cover all the nights. So Clay covering the Friday nights for the hardcores that wish to tune in there, which is exciting. Then I look at sedans. They've been busy in January. Brad Pascoe's won everything in Tasmania. Holy smokes, he's been on a charge. Mm. King's Royal event was wonderful. We'll talk to new King's Royal champion, Dylan Barrow, the young charger from Victoria in just a moment's time. But Queensland production sedan title this weekend, Ryan Harris, that's exciting, over 50 nominations. But to build off that, Can we finally put to to bed that when we went from carby cars to injected, I can't believe we're saying this, when we went from carby (laughs) cars to injected, it didn't kill the category can we put that to bed
0: i think so i think production sedans have never been stronger and it's probably the most strongest sedan class in the country right now and on the biggest up trajectory of anything um it is a phenomenal class right now and it's ticking a lot of boxes yes it's a very solid support class it's not going to generate thousands and thousands of people to come through the turnstiles to watch it but there's a big proportion of us that love it um this weekend is the 13th running of the Queensland production sedan title, uh, brought to you by Cush Clothing, (laughs) um, which is fantastic. 59 nominations, uh, first time ever held in Toowoomba. Toowoomba will host the national title the following April in 2025. Um, So not surprising that there's a heap of New South Wales cars and a lot from Victoria that are coming up to have a little play early on, and it will be hotly contested. Joel Berkeley, defending Queensland champion, you know, has been unbelievable in a production sedan. He's good in everything. Modified sedan, yep, up and down at times. Production sedan, unbelievable. Um, disappointed that Brad Shearer won't be around to go around after his monumental wreck um, Roy. Um That was a phenomenal, a phenomenal crash. Yeah. And people, if you want to check it out, check it out on the Clayperview um, social Socials. space. It was a... It, It was a phenomenal crash, and it's a shame that Brad won't be there. But Jordan Bavano's there, the Victorian champ Matt Nelson's there, you know, Chris Pagel, former winner, Dan Hanshaw. You know, there's a really, really solid field, and uh, that will be a hotly contested event at Toowoomba.
2: And it's not just massive numbers in Queensland. For the last decade, there's been 50, 60, 70 of these things roll up to state championships in WA. The numbers in Queensland are off the Richter scale. New South Wales. Since adopting production sedans in, the, the changeover from some of those state-based classes to go and race the national division, it's been fantastic. Like, let's be honest, there's cool. They don't exist in Tasmania and Northern Territory. That's what street stocks yet. do. Yet. Correct. Yet. But the production sedans fill that gap beautifully between street stocks and modified sedans. So production sedans are a real race car that you can still run on a decent budget. A modified sedan these days, you're talking $60,000, $70,000 to build a, a proper one. Mm-hmm. realistically, production sedan. there's guys out there still rolling around in secondhand cars and I'll buy a car from someone and go and have some fun. And they put a set of $300 a tire on it for another last and five or six race winnings. And yeah. it's it's still an affordable class that average Joe can jump in and go racing in. You can't do that in a modified sedan anymore. They are the premier mono body class. Let's not get too technical for everyone tuning in and listening at the moment on yeah. Speedway Nation, but it's a great bridging gap from a street stock, which is designed to be uncomfortable to drive, <laughs> to a production sedan where, hey, there's still a real a race ra- car.
0: It's a race car. On radials. And my only advice to anyone that cares would let's keep it on radials because it's a good good, It's a good, good leveller. It is a very good leveller in and in a good way to keep the costs at some kind of normality, if you will. Um, but, yeah, production sedans, gangbusters, going very good. Very, very good good class. Fingers crossed. We'll only touch
2: on this very briefly, Ryan. There was obviously a little bit of controversy on social media a couple of weeks ago about some leaked emails or leaked talking points, notes about where the future of the Speedway Sedans Australia classes may look. And Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. We need to look towards the future because Holdens and Fords aren't made in Australia anymore. We need to look towards the future, but let's just be sensible about this and have a decent discussion. There was some some wild things thrown out there. And it's okay to talk about those, but uh, we need to be sensible about where we look at it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I feel that the people, uh, the, re- the overwhelming response from people was, I think there's a general consensus that, yes, we need to look at the future of what sedan racing in, a, in this country looks like. And, and while we talk about this, sedans, SSA sedan drivers are the most, you know, what's it, 60% of all the license holders in the country. So we are talking about a phenomenal group of people. Um, that make a massive contribution to the loss component and income and everything that makes the world go around. I think the general overwhelming response from everyone was they just want some say and some kind of, you know, control and where direction where the the future, future goes. So, you know, what that looks like for modified sedans, uh, production sedans, street socks and even juniors and super sedans. Well, who knows, but they just want, no rash decisions that take effect one July twenty twenty four. Yep. Let's have a bit of a holding period, a good discussion. I believe there has been some greater roundtable table discussion since then and you know, some competitor groups have been talking to people from the SSA and they're taking away all kinds of things. So there's there's some nice movement and a little bit of harmonious vibe going on, which is good. Um where that ends up, who knows, but whatever. <laughs> hey. Well
2: where we're we're interested in spectators on the other side of the fence. Basically, there probably has to be a little bit of. You can't just have the car owners drive the decision because I'll go. oh, let's just use what we have now, and it doesn't bring any incentive to progress the rule set forwards because right. they they've got to spend money. So it's a it's a balancing act between the two, which is probably where we're we're looking at with that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting to to see where that's going to progress from here can i say unpopular opinion it is a good opportunity while we're having futuristic talks about car of the future to you know class rationalization if that goes further so we've got late model super sedans amcas mod sedans you know where i'm going with this yeah they modifieds <laughs> so if we take a holistic view of the of the sport where we're at you know is there an opportunity to merge some together to you know before we make too many rash decisions yep. Let's be sensible and try to cull what we've got. So we've got a better overall product to, to take to the fans. Right? And that's
2: before you even look at any state-based classes that only race at three, four, five venues around yeah. the country. So those are just national classes that you mentioned. So probably something that does need to get brought to the round table. Mm. Something else to, uh, to bring to a round table. Australian Spring Car title for the longest time, well, forever, has only been open to Australian competitors we spoke to Locky McHugh, current Australian Sprint Car Championship, uh, current Australian Sprint Car champion. Last week, he won that title amongst eighty competitors, all Australian-based. Where do we stand, Ryan Harris? On so speed cars, midgets in America, but speed cars in Australia—they allow USA drivers and New Zealand drivers to come and contest the Australian Championship. Late model drivers—it's been won by USA drivers before. For the longest time, Sprint Cars just Australian drivers. It's a polarizing topic.
0: It is. So Ryan Harris, the promoter. Um, loves the fact that speed cars and late models can have an international driver compete and run. So I've heard all the arguments before about, yes, they're not going to be here to run the number one, all those kind of things all year. But, you know, I only saw a graphic the other day, 2009 Murray Bridge Australian Speed Car Championship. Jerry Kearns Jr. (laughs) You know, Michael Pickens. You know, I, I, then I go back to Australian speaker title at Toowoomba all those years ago. Davy Ray, you know, Jerry Coonshine was there as well. Like, it's just... Or Brady Bacon. Yeah. Obviously won in, in Sydney at Eastern Creek Speedway as well. Team Like, yeah. it's just, it's a promotions dream. And I know that makes it hard because all of a sudden, if all the national titles were, you know, well, one is, of the internationals, then they're all going to run them in a little tiny window. This is my counter-argument to
2: that. I'm, I'm a big fan of keeping the Australian Sprint Car title just Australian drivers. I understand we've got all the other big races to bring in all the internationals, the classics here, Red Hot Summer Shootout, mm-hmm. USA versus WA Speedway. That's, that's all your Americans coming over for that. It's already hard enough to find a, a free weekend in January. Yeah, That's when it's going to have to run. So if, like we've already looked at, hey, it runs off the back of the Classic again for 2025. Murray Bridge announced as hosting the next Australian Sprint Car Championship. That's in January as well. It's another weekend we could run Americans here. So it gives you the option to move it to, hey, let's run the sprint car title in February or March or back in November. It gives you the option to free that up. I'm not as big on, hey, they have to be an Australian driver and they've got to run the one over here because when Kerry Madsen won it, he went to America and raced it. When James McFadden's won it, he's been in America and racing and they're not racing the one all around the country. Jock Good just done a wonderful job of that. Andrew Shirley did a wonderful job of that. Lockie McHugh, those guys that, are Australian based and they win the one over here and they're going to run around the country and, and display that off to everyone. That's exciting to see your Australian champion yeah. roll all these tracks. I love that. But you can't make that argument when James McFadden goes and races professionally over in America. If he had a one on the weekend, that's, he's not racing in Australia with the number one until December, 2024. Yeah. So you can't make that argument that, Hey, they've got to be an Australian citizen Yeah. on the other side of the fence. I don't mind it because if you don't have the American here, there's no pressure to run it in January. It's a, it's right. It's interesting. I'm sure this will go crazy on social media after we bring this up though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will but yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, the late models, I think it's cool. Um, you know, the Australian Championship for late models will be held in April this year at Toowoomba. That's probably outside the window then to really, you know, Joey Roth will probably be here and maybe one or two others but, you know, it makes it hard right in the middle of the Lucas Oil Dirt Series and the World of Outlaws late model series that they're going to be able to come out and race here but least the opportunity is is present, I feel. And it's great for selling tickets, mate.
2: <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> Speedway Nation, thanks to SRV Road Freight Service. We'll be right back on the other side of this.
0: This is SEN Speedway Nation for Clay Purview. Watch Speedway live or on demand. And SRV Road Freight Services, excellence in motion.
2: Welcome back to Speedway Nation. Thanks to Clay Purview. You can watch Speedway live or on demand. And, well... We might be in February, but we're looking back just, just for a moment because I can't go past what this young fellow achieved over at Ian Botcher Race Parts, King's Royal Weekend, 12th running. First time ever, it was $15,000 to win. And uh, we probably, I guess, changed the career trajectory of uh, a young Dylan Barrow from Victoria. Ryan Harris, it's exciting to have him on the phone.
0: It certainly is. So uh, Congratulations, Dylan. That was, um, that was a heck of a race, mate. Well done.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm still in a little bit of disbelief, and I just, it's been, I've been spent the last couple of days really just rethinking every lap, and yeah, I'm still very blown away.
0: It was a phenomenal weekend for you, and it's no surprise to us that love sedan racing and follow it very closely that this was going to happen um, for you because you are an incredible talent. We've seen that with your results in the last couple of years. Um, You're only 17 years of age and or well, about seven months, eight months. So we did work out that he's the second youngest winner because one Matt Smith was six days earlier <laughs> um, than him. So that's how close it is. But that just goes to show how young um, Dylan is and um, Dylan, a big future head in modified sedans and, and obviously super sedans or wherever you go. But talk us through the race. Obviously Kai got out um, to a, a pretty big lead and uh, you were battling out with Burks there, um, through lap traffic, but sort of cleared him and then and, and then sort of you know, you were very fast and equally probably matched Kai's speed, even though he would sort of had hopped away at that point.
1: Yeah, no, I knew Kai was gonna be fast from the get go and when he passed um Joel and Harmie on like through the middle I knew he was on. Um, yeah, then I sort of just set sights to have a like a smooth, clean race and just keep chipping off. I got um, Warren with a slide job and um, yeah, just got homey by being patient. He slipped up uh, coming out of four and I just had to be patient and then just bite when my time came and then got to Joel and yeah, I saw he kept getting held up by Brett Baron, and I just knew I only probably got one or two opportunities to pass Berkeley so just had to make it count. Yeah, got, got by Joel and just sort of set sights on just running some smooth, consistent laps and from just having a quick look at um, speed dive, and yeah, no, they were pretty consistent within only a couple of hundredths of a second every lap until then I got back to lap traffic. Um Yeah, once that final yellow come out, I didn't even know that Kai actually hit the fence. I was looking at the back of his car, and I thought, what looks so different? And then <laughs> realised, yeah, the wing was gone, so yeah, his favoured um, double wing was gone, and yeah, I didn't. Wasn't really too sure. Then I saw it getting pretty hard on the right rear, and thought, oh, I'll just be cautious here and make sure to, if he does drop out, to not hit him up the backside." And yeah, once he sort of all gave way coming out of two, um, then past him, I sort of just thought, "Is this really true? Cause <laughs> finally been on my side?" Well, but um, yeah. To to
2: to be honest, your parents have invested so much into career already. They've they've backed you. Is this is this that little pat on the back moment to go? Hey, I've I've repaid you, mum and dad. This is thank you for supporting me for so long. We're we're here, we're we're somewhere. We've made a name for ourselves now.
1: I don't think I'll ever be able to repay them. Um, I'll be forever in debt to them. But I just I love them so much and can't thank them enough for the opportunity they've given me. Yeah. And, Yeah. Just forever. I'll just be so thankful for the opportunity, Dad puts in so like mum and dad equally put in so much effort night and day. Just like the amount of trips dad's done to Queensland just to pay for everything, plus going up and down the road to get me to Lismore and Toowoomba and yeah, and being able to do the super shows as well earlier in, earlier in the year, flying back and forth. Yeah, I just can't thank my enough.
0: No, well, congratulations mate, it's absolutely phenomenal. We can't see or can't wait to see where everything goes from here. Dylan Barrow, watch that name in the future, Jared.
2: Yes, he's certainly one to watch in the Sedan ranks. This has been Speedway Nation. Thanks to Clay for View. We'll be back next week.